three, two, one. John, are we live? We are live, sir. What's going on, buddy? It's not Wednesday at three, but it's uh, Monday at noon-ish. It what? is Monday at noon-ish. What's, uh, what's going on? Not too much. I had a great weekend, but you are about to have a great week. So yeah. why don't we take a minute and tell the boys and girls why we're here on a Monday at noon-ish. It's a good reason. Yeah. Uh, it's a very good reason. And instead of Wednesday at 3P. It's all you. Well, our good buddy and... Um, Multiple-time past guest of our show, Lawrence Dunning, is getting married, and he decided in very um, typical Lawrence Dunning fashion that he's going to do things big and extravagant. So he decided to have his wedding in Tahiti, actually the island of Morea, which isn't even in Tahiti. It's in the French Polynesian, but it's a ferry ride away. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I'm going to be going there for his wedding, but I'm going to LA for a day, going to be hanging out with my buddy Matt. I uh, Have you ever heard of the app Turo? I have not. So Turo is a car rental app. So individual owners can rent out their car and you just basically show up and you rent the car and the prices are typically a lot cheaper than going through a rent-a-car place. Mm. So I rented a Lamborghini Spider tomorrow for the day. Uh, I won't even nice. say how much it cost me, but it was a steal. Um, okay. I'll tell you off air. <laughs> and um, my buddy Matt and I are going to go blasting through the canyons um, tomorrow in L.A., so we're going to go on a little bit of a drive, do a Sweet. scenic drive in L.A., and then Wednesday I'm going to fly to Tahiti. But I actually won't get to Morea till Thursday. So when you say, going back to the Lamborghini, that it's a steal, do you mean you got it for a steal or... Anybody could. Or the person renting it to you is stealing money out of your pocket. I got it for a ridiculous steal. I actually don't know how in the world somebody would rent a Lamborghini for the prices that he's renting it for wow. because of the maintenance and the tires and sure. the brakes and all that good jazz. And then yeah. they're going to give it to a race car driver for a day. So well, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be entertaining. People do not rent those so that they can abide by the law. <laughs> Tim, limits. Tim's busting my balls already. He says it's going to rain all day oh. in LA tomorrow. <laughs> Tim, I don't <laughs> no. think so. I'm going to the weather right now. It better not rain actually. But now I'm looking, hey, Oh, Paul it says Conrad. sunny in 75. He's messing with me. Paul Conrad, if you're watching, it's uh, it's Tim, a weather forecast. Tim, thanks for the scare there. I just looked at my weather app, and it says it's uh, going to be sunny in 75. So if it rains, it just makes it easier to slip and slide the car, which will scare Matt. Do a, a little, little Tokyo bit. drift. Yeah. <laughs> in a Lambo. Um, so, yeah, so that's tomorrow. And then I'm going to be gone for, obviously, Lawrence's wedding. And my shout-out to him this week, uh, again, uh, mm -hmm. for getting married. His uh, beautiful wife, Jen, is amazing. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of our friends um, and family going, so... I'm, re I'm excited to scuba dive. I'm like the 21st wheel. I'm like the only single guy going. <laughs> so I decided to learn how to scuba dive last week. And I think you know how to scuba dive, right? You, you're certified. lessons, yes. So I did not realize this. And shout out to Barry's Dive Shop in Northfield because they were awesome. They took me in last minute. I called them. I said, hey, I want to get scuba certified. And they're like, it's like a two-day course. And I said, mm -hmm. uh, I don't have two days. I have a day. And they said uh, they'd give me private lessons on Saturday, but I had to get the coursework done, which is like the PADI e-certification online. Sure. That wasn't easy. I just flipped it open on my lap and thought, hey, I'll watch some TV, go through these yeah. questions. And then no. you have quizzes and they're talking about pressure and density of water and, you know, ATMs and this and that. And I'm like, holy shit, mm -hmm. you really have to learn your crap. 
and uh, paid attention, took most of the afternoon on Friday, did about 12 hours worth of like watching slides and taking tests mm-hmm. and went in and passed my closed water cert. And now I am uh, ready to go diving in Tahiti. Awesome. I, you, I know you got a whole bunch of equipment, GoPro <laughs> yeah. stuff and all the zoom lenses and whatever they might have. I look forward to seeing some of that. We'll, we'll show some of that when you get back. I'm a accessory guy, obviously. Like, you know me already. You know that yeah. I'm, I'm like crazy about hobbies. So I got the GoPro with all the shit that you need to go diving. And then on Saturday, they actually told me, they're like, you might not use it your first trip. Because there's so much going on. If you've ever got scuba diving certified, you know, you have the regulator, you have, you got to watch your buoyancy. And mm-hmm. it'll be the first time I'm, you know, 60 feet underwater. And currents. Yeah, currents. Yeah. In, in Tahiti, they have uh, 15-foot tiger sharks. They got big lemon sharks. They got hammerhead sharks. And Thanks. I've never been underwater, and I feel like I'm a pretty calm guy. But there's a lot going on, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold a GoPro my first time. So I may have wasted my GoPro money, but I did get a dive watch, <laughs> which is probably also a waste for my first time. Well, I'm sure I don't know how many times you're going to be able to go if you're going to be able to do, you know, two, three dives, two days. So I'm doing two dives, two days. The first day they take you out in, I guess, uh, 30 foot water just to make sure you get open water certified. And the second day I'll do two full dives at 60 feet. I don't know how long you stay down, but I'll have four dives in two days. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, four dives in two. So even if you're not going to necessarily do. Use the GoPro the first time or two. Maybe that last dive, you'll get yeah. a little, once you kind of figure out what's what. If I'm not eaten and by not, the lemon sharks? <laughs> you're not, yes. But hey, you're going to have uh, your satellite phone. I will. So you can call people and tell them you're in trouble. <laughs> so uh, I set it up last night and it's not working. And I actually forgot to bring it because I wanted to try it outside and I'm going to have to do it tomorrow. The satellite phone won't grab a signal, which is exactly what it's supposed to fucking do is grab right. a good signal. But yeah. it, it last night it wouldn't grab a signal. So I charged it and hopefully it works because I got that too. Did you, is there like a setup setup? I've never. Yeah, it's, I, I just, I went online because they give you this little sheet of paper that doesn't really explain how to set it up. So mm-hmm. like everything else, you can go to YouTube and YouTube, sure. like how do you set this satellite phone up? Sure. And uh, people were going through the steps and I went through the exact steps multiple times. And it just wouldn't triangulate any satellites. And I'm like, well, that sucks. So hopefully I can get it to work tonight because I'm not going to be able to return it. Um, <laughs> but it's ridiculous looking. It's got the stupid antenna <laughs> and it's, uh, it looks like something out of like a 1980s cell phone shop. But it's supposed to work anywhere in the world. And I have an SOS button on top in case shit hits the fan <laughs> and I need help. Well, I don't know if you ever used to watch the show 24. Yes, it was, it was my favorite. And Jack Bauer used to be able to get a signal. He could be anywhere in a cave with boulders on top of him on fire, and he'd be able to get a perfect uh, signal and have somebody, uh, an F-15, flying in in 30 seconds. So He had a perfect line into Chloe. That's, yeah, he did. Direct connect to Chloe. Shout out to Chloe. <laughs> I didn't know you were a 24 fan. Uh, I, am, I didn't watch it when it was on. I watched it, uh, I guess it was Netflix. Yeah, I guess Netflix. And it was just one of those things. Started watching it. It's like one after another after another. Like, holy crap. Um, speaking of that, speaking of binge watching, there's a uh, show that Maggie and I started watching uh, this past, well, last week, called The Haunting on Hill House or The Hill House yeah. Haunting, something yeah. like that. So there's, uh, it's just one season. 
and there's 10 episodes, and we knocked out, in two separate days, we knocked out six episodes. It was just, it was awesome. It just keeps getting creepier and creepier. And it wasn't, it's not action-packed like 24, but it's, it really leads you down this path, and it keeps getting darker and darker. It's pretty cool. So anybody that's out there looking for a binge-watch uh, idea, suggestion, especially for when it gets really shitty out, um, I'll look it up. The Haunting on Hill House or something, something yeah. on those lines. You'll be able to find it. It's really, really good. It's like when you go on Netflix, it's like the first thing they recommend. And my buddy Matt Hill, ah. um, shout out to Matt Hill, he watched it and he on his Facebook had really good things to say about it. Yeah. He makes fun of the fact that he thinks I'm terrible at suggesting movies and shows. We have this, <laughs> Matt, Matt watches more movies than anybody and um, he makes fun of my movie taste and my show taste a lot, but he always has movie recommendations and show recommendations and he was saying the same thing on his yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Is it is it pretty scary? Or is it creepy? It's it's creepy and it's getting creepier. Okay. So that's the thing. It was I don't want to give a whole lot away, but I was expecting like gripping right away, boom. And it's not. It kind of leads you in and it's a it's a time flip thing. So it's about a family in current day and how they are now, but because of what happened to them when the kids were all small in this particular house and some crazy shit went down. And it's showing some of the effects. It, that's really all I'm going to say about it. It's, it. it's cool. Is it based on a true story? Uh, not to the best of my knowledge. Okay. Not to, I, I don't know. I, I haven't looked into it. I started watching the second season of Making a Murderer, but I've just been slow to watch because I've been so busy this last couple of weeks. Did you see the first season of that? We watched, we watched some of it. It didn't, uh, it didn't grab me the way I thought it was going to. It, uh, I mean, I was hooked on it. And just because it was uh, kind of cool and the legal background for me, just watching the sure. process of how I thought he was, I, I think, and I am pretty sure he's guilty and he killed that woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think given the burden of proof in law, he should have been found not guilty. So that's, that's always the big thing with law is in a criminal case, for those that don't know, you have to be guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. That means like 99.999999% guilty. Mm-hmm. If you find 1% doubt in your head that this person could not be guilty, you have to find him not guilty. That's the burden in criminal. In civil, it's by the preponderance of the evidence. So 50.1, you win. Mm -hmm. But criminal, because you essentially put somebody away in jail, you better be really damn sure. And I think the defense had done a good enough job to give any reasonable doubt that this guy hadn't done it. So I think he should have been found not guilty. Although when you... Obviously, the show was built with a bias on one side. Sure. When you go back, and I did this, I went and I Googled a lot of the transcripts from Q&As and him being questioned and depositions and stuff, and you can tell the guy is guilty for sure. I mean, he called that woman like 15 times that day like a psycho and mm-hmm. is a guy who used to like kill animals when he was younger, like kill cats and throw them in fires. The guy was fucked right. up. Yeah. But he should have been found not guilty. So there's a woman out of Chicago actually um, she might be a good person to try to get on the show, although I just said that I think he's guilty, so she might not want to come on well, the show. Well, it could be a good debate. Um, but she is taking on his appeal, huh? so she's going to try to get him out, and that's the mind. That's the like premise of the second of season. Um, and she's apparently had a ridiculous win record mm. on getting people's guilty verdicts overturned mm. and it's almost like she won't take a case unless she thinks that the person's not guilty sure so it's interesting she's well, out of chicago she took this case um northwestern did a big study on it and um we'll see what happens huh we were also speaking of law and creepy 
We were listening. We were driving from Naperville into the city last night, and uh, Sunday nights on the Eisenhower coming in, it just it was packed. It, everybody that was away for a weekend wants to get back in the city. So, anyways, we're we turned on. We try. We've been trying. Maggie and I've been trying to listen to a lot more uh, podcasts. Yeah, just different stuff, educational, historical. And she wanted something kind of creepy. It was raining crappy out last night, so. We we turn on it's called the uh, No Sleep podcast, and it was it's a story. We we only got about forty minutes into it, and we're gonna we'll listen to the rest. But the story that was being told it was good, and there were two uh, actor actresses that were telling the story. But about like five minutes into it, they started talking about Elgin and Elmhurst. And ninety ninety four. It's like wow, this all. So I don't know if the author is from Chicago, and that's why they use that, or if it was actually a true story that they were, um, or based on a true story. So that's actually I'm going to go back, kind of like you did, and and look and see if there was, you know, get some facts if there are actual facts because it was really intriguing. You know, your whatever hometown you might be in. Yeah. If you're listening to something or watching something and all of a sudden you see something that looks familiar or they make reference to, all of a sudden you just kind of perk up a little bit more and we're both like, whoa, that's kind of cool. So just a little tidbit of info. It was fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm like you guys now. I mean, I guess because we have a podcast nutcast. I, I, try <laughs> a and, I try to listen in more just to get, I mean, just be, become better at what we're doing, but also interested in hearing how other people are conducting their shows and what they talk about. There's so much material now. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of hooked on it. And for those of you listening, John and I are actually going to be uploading, um, a lot of our episodes shortly here to, um, iTunes and stuff. So you guys can actually listen in on us and the actual audio portion of our shows, just Mm -hmm. in case you're not the type of people who are watching our shows, but, uh, so I'm going to put myself on camera here for a second and I'm going to make a vow. Oh, promise whatever you want to call it a vow is kind of silly promise we'll go yeah don't take don't make it uh, <laughs> on air we don't have enough viewers yeah, well, today especially with you going to a wedding i don't want you know that's you're still trying to come as my yeah day, huh? i still am i still am um but what i've decided was with you leaving uh tomorrow and you'll be gone for a week and change by the time we come back uh to when uh what for 16 days from now i promise you We'll have all the stuff on iTunes. That'll be cool. I'm putting that out there now so I can be held accountable because we have to hold each other accountable. We do, stuff. we do. Uh, I owe John $50 for an accountability bet. Yes, he does. And I am also going to make you another promise. If that's not paid today, <laughs> by the time you ain't skipping town, if it's not paid today, there's going to be a... Interest deduction. There's going to be something on Facebook saying, hey, Mo ran out of town. Without All the way to Tahiti. <laughs> and he's never coming back. <laughs> well, you got to send me your Chase Quick Pay or something so I can Quick Pay. Cash, baby, cash. I got no I cash. Can, on yeah, I got actually, no I got to go to the bank and get some for Tahiti. I'll um, follow you. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, are we allowed to announce our guest two Wednesdays from now? I, I, I don't know if we can. I, I guess I could describe who our guest might be, but not well, announce. <laughs> so here's what I did this morning. I don't know if you saw it because I, I CC'd you on it. All right. So I sent something to his people and said, hey, you know what? We're going to be announcing some stuff. I knew I was going to say this about the iTunes. I was going to make that vow. Uh, but I, I said to him, you know, can we go ahead and announce it? Because it's kind of a big, I think it's kind of a big deal. Huge deal. Yeah. Um, we haven't heard back. Okay. So that doesn't mean no. 
And well, it's, you know, I, mean, I won't we're gonna do say his name can. out of respect because obviously he is yeah. extremely important. Yeah. But two Wednesdays from now, so not not this Wednesday, not the following one. It would yeah. be the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. We are slated right now to have a guest who um, is a local politician, an influencer, a guy that I'm very interested in talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a hero. Uh, you know, he is. he is a hero. Um, so I'm very, very interested to chat with this guy. And, um, I think all of you will be very interested to ask him some questions. Um, I might have to field some of them, but, uh, I'm really psyched to have him on the show. If he makes it, it'll be no offense to our past guests. I mean, we've had amazing guests, definitely mm-hmm. the most high profile guest that we've ever had. Yes. And, um, a guy again when you read about him you admire how much he's done in his career so very very excited and very hopeful he will be on the show with us i have from the moment that this became a thought i've been very very excited and the hamster wheel's been spinning working about hard. talking to him i know john john's been working really hard on getting this to happen it's john's doing that this might happen uh not my doing at all but i am very excited that if well, it does happen i get to talk to him so you know when we got into this you and i got into this we both have different things that we're good at. You're great in front of the camera. I'm more comfortable behind the, behind the scenes, even though I'm on camera a lot today. Uh, but as far as reaching out to him, and I, I'll give Ryan Cutter a shout-out on that because uh, he went to an event and uh, kind of connected us, and then I just picked up the ball and ran with it. But I don't – should be able to say why this guy is so important or could be so important. No. Well, he's he's running for Chicago politics coming up soon here. Okay, we'll go with we'll that. We'll leave it at that. We'll, we'll go with that. So, um, shout out to Cotter, by the way, because next Thursday is their LA Real Estate Rumble. It's coming up fast. We're not going to be on air before he he does this. And um, shout out to him. Shout out to Albron, who's boxing in it. Hopefully, he's been training. I mean, I've seen Albron a couple times in the last month. Doesn't look like he's training. He's partying more than he's training. So, hopefully, he's training a little bit. Albron, if you're watching, you know, he... Get he the watches gym. the show. Um, yeah, throw a jab or something. Um, <laughs> but Cotter and them are going out to L.A. I'm really bummed I can't be there for it because my plan was actually to be in L.A., but we do have the um, Casino Royale, which is a Chicago Association of Realtors event that same night, and I'm on the board, so I definitely can't miss that. Um, sorry to Cotter and the guys for me not being able to be there, um, but kudos to them for running another event out mm-hmm. in L.A., I know it's going to be bigger and badder this time than last year. I've seen some of the fight um, announcements. It's going to be really cool. They're raising a ton of money for Big Brothers Big Sisters, mm. um, who's a charity that uh, we obviously hold near and dear to us. And it's not an easy undertaking to do that event here in Chicago. Mm. And it's a crazy undertaking for those guys to get up, leave Chicago, go to a totally different market, and then run that event there. So shout out to Greg, Ryan, Elbron, and everybody else uh, doing the LA Real Estate Rumble. Absolutely. I hope they... I hope they amaze themselves and everybody out there just with how awesome it is and how much money they raise. And they're do, you know, they're doing uh, they're doing a good thing and they're they're doing their best and you know just it builds slowly, kind of yeah. like this thing. Yeah, <laughs> just builds slowly, it's building steam. <laughs> you know what's crazy about this thing is more and more people are reaching out to me and saying you know they've been watching old episodes and they started following wheelhouse so Mm -hmm. thank you to everybody who does watch thank you everybody that shares it means a lot to us it's my favorite thing that i'm doing recently and um we just want to keep putting on good content getting you guys better guests um or or more good guests not yeah not better uh, better. good Uh, our Mm -hmm. guests till now have been amazing Mm -hmm. um but just keep bettering ourselves and then having great conversation with uh 
with local influencers, business people, um, you know, entrepreneurs, everything we can. John's going to an event tonight. I'll let him do that shout out before I, you know, we get into some tips and tricks and answer yeah, some questions. Because absolutely, I, I went on Facebook last night and uh, said, "Hey, listen, if anybody has some questions, let us know." And I know a couple people texted me. A couple people put down a couple questions that I think they were joking about, but I'll touch on anyways because I can't tell if they were being serious or not. <laughs> um, but before I get into that, let people know where where you're going tonight and sure. um, what you're up to. So last week, uh, we had a gentleman named Ryan Marks on the show, and he is the owner of the VIG Chicago, which is an old town, um, about the 1500 block of North Wells. Anybody familiar with Chicago knows old town. Uh, they're, they're having an event. Excuse me. They're having an event. I'm going to try that one more time. They're having an event. Uh, it's called Herd. And it's a fundraiser to bring uh, awareness to mental health issues in the restaurant and service industry, as well as other industries. But uh, the story that we got from Ryan last week was that uh, his sous chef and events coordinator came to him. I believe it was the the sous chef who came to him first and said that he wanted to do an event to help raise funds to better the awareness of the mental health challenges in our society. Uh, And with them being in that business, uh, the restaurant bar business, uh, really wanted to focus on that. So I know that you and I, I've got the the VigChicago.com up on the screen right now. That's their their website address. And if you go to that, uh, there's a tab at the top on their homepage, and it says Heard. That's the tab. There's a bunch of tabs, but the herd tab, uh, you can click on that for tickets and info. And if you use the promo code wheelhouse, uh, it'll save you 30 bucks off the price of a ticket admission. And you can use that 30 bucks when you're there. It's not, I mean, you could pocket it or you could donate it or do whatever you want, but it's, it's available, uh, for those of you that want to go and save a couple bucks and tip the bartenders better, tip the servers or whatever. Um, but as you and I found out, uh, last week, the word heard is a way that they, in the kitchen, I guess, at a busy restaurant, if one person asks another person for something, rather than them saying, okay, I'll, be, I'll get it to you in a minute, da-da-da-da, they just say heard, so the, the questioner, the asker, knows that they've been heard, and they'll get whatever they're requesting momentarily. And so they took that uh, as, as the name of the fundraiser, because the messaging of the fundraiser tonight really does need to be heard. And it's an important issue. I, thank God, uh, don't really have any, anybody that has really gone down that dark road in, in my life. Um, but I, I know that there are people, it's like you know two degrees of separation. I, yeah. I know a lot of people who have been affected by people who have had mental illness in their family or close friends or whatever. And it's just, it's an important situation. So I'm going to put that up, uh, the website address and the promo code through the course of this. But uh, that's tonight. It starts, I believe, at 6. You might want to check that on the website. It's either 6 or 7. Uh, doors open. And it goes pretty much all night, I believe. They're closing down the whole joint. Uh, so if you're available and want to help and support, come on out, have some cocktails, have some food. The menu is supposed to be fantastic. Uh, I'll be there just hanging out, uh, doing what I can for them. Uh, and that's it. 
I'm bummed I, I can't be there. Obviously, I'm flying out early tomorrow morning and have a right. lot to do. And I told you I sprung a pretty bad leak in my house yesterday, this uh, mm-hmm. this house from hell that I bought. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, shout out to Ryan. Shout out to his staff. I mean, shout out to Ryan for taking something that was presented to him and turning it into such an incredible event. And like John had mentioned, it really is a, a worldwide problem. And it's a problem that I don't think enough people have focused in on in the restaurant and uh, hospitality business. And Ryan's kind of pushing that front and uh, helping bring awareness. You know, when I was looking into the show last week, and I, I always do a little bit of research into our topics before we talk about them, the staggering fact that just in the U.S. alone, 121 people a day commit suicide. Sure. I, I, I read that and I, I thought about it and you look at the U.S. and it's such a small portion of the entire world. And you would think that in the United States, at least this is me just taking a guesstimate, mm-hmm. um, that number's probably lower than other places in the world where people don't have access to you know all the great things that we do in our country. So mm-hmm. expand that across the entire globe. That number is stupid staggering yep. and um, not enough is being done to uh, bring awareness to it and uh, kudos to uh, Ryan yep. and uh, those guys for doing that tonight so if you can go to uh, his event tonight please please go um, if you can't go definitely check out um, everything they're doing I'm sure Ryan and everybody else is going to um, continue forward with awareness on this topic so oh, absolutely. Um, definitely check in um, so Take take a lot of pictures. Uh, let will. me know how it goes. I'm I'm I might I'm do a bummed. quick live stream. Yeah, cool. I'm bummed I can't be there, but uh, you'll be my uh, my standing <laughs> my stand in there. I'll tonight. represent us both. Yeah, awesome. Um, have fun. Thank you. I'll be dealing with plumbers and packing while mm, you're having drinks. I'll be drinks. dealing with liquid. Yeah, <laughs> on the rocks. Um, <laughs> so we did one of these Q and A's, and there was a couple questions that popped up. Um, we did one of these a little while back. We're doing a Q and A, obviously today. But a couple of things I wanted to touch on before I get to people's questions. This is the time of year where I do this in my office, or I start doing it in my office, and I think it's impactful to business owners. And a lot of times we're questioning other entrepreneurs, and I like to think of myself as one who does a ton of different things. So I have to manage myself and break my goals down really well. Otherwise everything gets away from me. I also have good accountability partners in, in everything I do, like you keeping me accountable here at wheelhouse. But years ago, and I'm sure most of you have read this, I read, write down your goals and you're going to be more likely to be successful. Simple, easy to understand. So I started writing down my goals. And I found that maybe I kept track of my goals better than I had in the past, but I wasn't becoming any more successful than I was in the past. I would get to, I would write down my yearly goals and I would get to June or July and I would be behind and I'd say, well, what the fuck? I wrote down my goals and then I read a great ebook by this guy. Um, I believe his name's Alex Murr. Uh, he's very popular on Instagram and it's one of my favorite like quick ebooks. It's 10, 15 pages long, and he talks about uh, writing down goals, and he talks about making your goals visible. You know, he wrote himself a million-dollar check, and he said that he's going to cat, and he put a date on it, and, and he, would, he kept it up in his dresser, and every day, this million-dollar check stared at him, and he, I guess he cashed it a year early. You know, he cashed his check a year early, nice. and um, he talked about making your goals visible. So I started then making my goals visible. So like a crazy person, I would write down my goals. I had them on a whiteboard, and I kept them where I could always see them. And I think they, again, were in my head and I was reminded of these goals more and more. 
But still, I failed year over year on hitting the goals I wanted. And I was building big goals and working really hard. And it wasn't that I wasn't successful. I just would fall short. Then I started to think about what do I have to do that, so that I don't get to June or July and fuck my goals up or figure out I'm behind and now how do I catch up? So I started to break my goals down into what do I have to do every single week to win a week. So my goals went from annual goals to weekly goals. And I would break them down. And I use this example all the time because it's, it's easy to understand for everybody. You know, if I told you guys I had to lose 50 pounds this year, you guys would say, wow, 50 pounds is a lot of weight. You take somebody who needs to lose some weight, they got to lose 50 pounds in a year. They set that goal in January, they go to the gym, they're motivated. You'd be like, wow, 50 pounds, good for you. It's a lot of weight. If I told you I had to lose one pound this week, you would laugh at me and say, don't eat Chipotle, dumbass, and you'll lose a pound. A pound a week for 52 weeks is 52 pounds. What most people don't understand is a scary goal when broken down into what you have to do week in and week out is not that scary. And I, in my office, coach it as winning the week. So if you win enough weeks in the year, you will win your yearly goal. And I implore you, no matter what your goal is in whatever business it is, whatever, if it's fitness, business, life, take whatever your goal is, break it down on what you have to do every single week hit that and win. Now in real estate, I tell people you can break down your leads into how many leads you need every single week to hit your annual goals. And this is an offer I'll make to any realtor listening, whether you're at Main Street or not, Main Street agents get this. But if you're not with Main Street, no pressure, you don't have to come to Main Street. I'm gonna offer this up in a little bit online too. Sit down with me, I'm not gonna charge anything. One hour, I will break down literally exactly what you need in every single week to hit your annual goals if you're a realtor. I've broken this down. I've done a lot of research. I wrote a business plan for my realtors last year. I can tell you if you want to sell 10 million, 12 million, 20 million, 50 million, 100 million, 2 million, whatever you want to sell in real estate, I can tell you what you have to do every single week to hit that goal. And uh, it's a free offer to anybody who's a realtor, whether you're with Main Street or not, you don't have to come to Main Street. I'm happy to do that for anybody. So goal without a plan is just a wish. Plan for your goals and break your goals down. It's my goal advice. Very nice. Very good. Um, you, <laughs> Actually, Jim, just Jim, who's James said, how do you eat an elephant? One bite, one at, a bite at a time. Yep. <clears throat> He's right. Uh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> how do you eat a Chipotle burrito? One bite at a time. <laughs> you know, I know that there's, as far as the goals and everything, just using the fitness uh, as an example, the, the fitness field as an example, you know, January and February, you get in, you go into a gym, and it's absolutely packed, and it's packed with these people who are working out, trying to just drop five, ten pounds a week. But you know they're not used to the regiment, mm -hmm. and they don't see that immediate loss and that immediate immediate strength. And by I usually figure, okay, Jan one through not even St. Patrick's Day, mm -mm. it's just you know uh, most people will bust through and make sure that they get through Valentine's Day. Because they'll say, yeah. oh, it's a six-week goal, and da-da-da-da. But you're right. You're absolutely right. If, if, you can, if you can just take that goal and break it down into something you think, well, yeah, that's doable. That's manageable. And even if you don't necessarily achieve that goal 100% for that week, the goal isn't so big that it's all of a sudden it's a mountain. You know, mm -hmm. okay, one pound a week, I lost three quarters of a pound. So next week, one and a quarter. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a little extra on the treadmill or whatever it might be, but that's all. It, it's a great way to great way to approach life. You're, you're absolutely right. So I tell agents, you know, if you don't, let's say two leads a week is your lead goal and you hit one. Well, next week you got to do three, but it's not like you got to do a hundred. And you know, you actually bump and set this for me. And John didn't know 
my lineup of uh, my motivational tips today, but my next one was a, a chat on motivation. And I was going to talk about people who start off the year very motivated and then it kind of falls apart. Mm-hmm. I think you you hit the nail on the head with one part of what you said where people want to all of a sudden lose 5, 10 pounds in a couple weeks. And it's because I feel like people look at somebody with some level of success. Let's let's take fitness again. You, you mm-hmm. see somebody and you're like, I want to look like that person. Mm-hmm. That person took years to look like that. And mm-hmm. you want to do it quickly and you want that instant gratification. So you're very, very motivated. And when you don't get it, that motivation just kind of take, takes a, a dump. Um, it's consistency that wins. And people like in business too, you know, a lot of people will say, Hey, you know, I want to be, you know, a top producer, you know, my first year, or I want to be, you know, Matt Laracy, or I want to be Jeff Lowe the first year, or some people will say, you know, I want to outsell you, you know, my first year and, um, good, you know, keep that goal, but be realistic about it so that it doesn't get you down when you don't get there because it's not realistic to be there. But also with motivation, you know, people always, you know, poo poo those people who try to lose five, 10 pounds right away. And I say, don't feel bad about being that person who's amped up in January to go. Sure. Motivation. I, I, I wrote an article that uh, Chicago Asia magazine, thankfully um, featured. And I talked about motivation I say, you know, motivation is like an energy bar in a video game. If you've ever played video games, I don't play them anymore, but when you were a kid, I'm sure you did. Mm-hmm. And you played like a Mortal Kombat game or something and the thing's got a full energy bar and it, uh, your character moves really fast. As that energy bar starts to drop, it slows you down. Motivation is not an endless supply, but when you have it, run with it. When it starts to drop, fall back on systems and consistency. You know, Fall back on the, hey, I know that every day I'm going to go to the gym at this time. Fall back on the, if you're a business owner, every day these are the things I'm going to do for lead generation. I'm never, never going to skip a beat. Because when your motivation drops, you will for sure operate at a much lower level. But if you have systems in place that force you to do certain things, so what? You're at least grinding through those times mm-hmm. and your motivation will come back. You know, it goes down, it goes back up, it goes down, it goes back up. Nobody forever, I mean, you could take an, look at Elon Musk right now. He's a perfect example of this. People are like, you know, he, he's kind of burnt out. Elon Musk is maybe one of the most brilliant minds of our generation and every generation before us. Mm-hmm. But the guy doesn't have endless motivation. He burns out like everybody else sometime. And every single successful entrepreneur has burnout periods. I have them all the time. But when I burn out, I don't quit. That, I think, is the uh, differentiator between somebody who is going to make it and somebody who doesn't is when someone burns out and quits, well, you just stop your success. Somebody else who burns out a little bit, but they have systems in place to kind of push them through to the next motivational push, I think that that really is a uh, differentiator between people who make it and people who don't. Yeah, I'm sure you you run with times where you're like, shit, like I'm not motivated today. Absolutely. But you said it the other day, going back to the gym, you said, um, I think you said it last week when we were talking about this. No matter what, you still get in there even if you feel like shit because you know that you have to do it. Right, right. That's why, that's why I set dates because using the gym, uh, you're, you're having a bad day, you know, whether it's the weather's kind of ick and you're not feeling it and you think, ah, I'll go tomorrow. And then maybe the weather's ick again and you know some of your friends call you and say hey we're gonna go out and that sounds a lot more fun "Ah, i'll go tomorrow and then all of a sudden it turns into next week and whether it's business or whatever just like you got done saying you know if you have certain things that you have to do uh on particular days 
that's what we're doing right now with the, yeah. the social media thing. And it's just so that way on gym days that aren't go to gym days, I don't feel guilty. I, I'm giving myself time to rest, you know, recharge and get back in there the next day. And whether it's business or gym or whatever, uh, you know, there's going to be times you're going to go in and you're going to kind of do it not half-assed, not like you're sloughing, but you just don't have the energy. But you do what you can, and you make sure that you work up a sweat and get your heart rate up and say, okay, you know what, I accomplished something. And then there's going to be other days where you just go in and kill it. I do think that people can be too hard on themselves so that every time you go to the gym, if you don't kill it, well, yeah, I went, but it kind of sucked. That was terrible. No, because you're still doing more than 90% of the people out there because I can, I can melt into a couch with the best of them. I mean, I can, yeah. you know, especially when, when winter's on the, uh, with, uh, with winter on the horizon, it gets, uh, you know, cold and it's even more, it's more difficult to go. But just stick to those particular days, do a little bit, and then, you know, pat yourself on the back a little bit. Don't get comfortable with not doing a ton, but applaud yourself for doing more than others do. People are too hard on themselves now. You know, and I, and I think social media has made that uh, tougher for people because yeah. you get, you know, you you log into Instagram, for example, and your home screen is what people are liking and not liking. And you're a girl and you see all these fitness models that, you know, look like supermodels and you think tomorrow you got to look like them. Right. You don't. Um, guy, same thing. You know, I'm guilty of it. I look at a lot of car stuff and, you know, I'm a pretty ambitious guy. I'm an ambitious entrepreneur, AE. Mm -hmm. And I find myself sometimes like telling myself, like, be happy with what you have. You know, there's people who are always going to be more successful than you unless you are Elon Musk, Bill Gates, you know, um, uh, Bezos. Um, But there's levels to it. Be happy with where you you're at now. There's a great quote and it says, you know, um, Look at, uh, be happy where you're, I don't know how it goes, but like, look at 10 years ago, 10 years ago, you'd be so happy to see where you are right now. You know, when I look at 10 years ago, I was finishing up law school and I would have probably never thought I had ambitions of being where I'm at, but would have never thought to be here and I should be very happy. So be happy in the moment. But I think social media, because it constantly highlights the best of the best at everything, it forces people not to realize like you are you know, Evan Shy, our past guest said, says it best. He goes, be 1% better every day. You know, you don't have to be 100% better every day. Just better yourself a little bit every day. Mm-hmm. And that compounding effect is going to have, you know, incredible effect as time goes on in life. So just better yourself a bit every day. You don't have to catch Bill Gates tomorrow. You don't have no. to catch the top producer. You don't have to catch those people in a day or two. It's um, Jeff Lowe, actually, one of the um, top, he is the top producing realtor in Chicago, many years running. Um, we had a breakfast, uh, YPN breakfast with him and he said, you know, I've just been the most consistent guy and I've been doing it for two decades, you know, and there's people in that room who are like, I want to be him, but they've been realtors for two months. It's like, right. you can be him, but you better be as consistent as that man is for 20 years to be able to get there. And I feel like people need to just be happy making progress forward, forward mo- movement. So I agree. I love that. There is, there's a lot on social media. And there are things that we follow, I'll follow, you follow, we as a, a wheelhouse follow. And it's all the, you know, the fit people and the awesome cars and da-da-da-da. And there's a fine line between reality and pushing yourself towards a, a reality-based goal and then looking at all this stuff and feeling bad. It's like, well, you know, you want motivation, 
that's what I guess the the fine lines between being motivating and being sort of depressing. Yeah, like you gotta you gotta understand that all these things you know are perfect lighting and perfect this and perfect that. And who knows? A lot of the people in those pictures, those you know, the, yeah, they don't look like that. No, not a not. A, they don't go. They don't jump in their Lambo and drive off with the perfect woman to the yeah to the coast. They, it's a shoot. You know, I um. Saturday, I went with a good friend of mine to look at some cars because he was looking to buy a pretty cool Shelby Eleanor, and I think he's still thinking about it. But I went and checked out my my good friends. Uh, shout out to them at Chicago Motor Cars, Perrin and Phil. Um, they're good buddies of mine. And so if you've ever been to Chicago Motor Cars, you walk in, and it's Lamborghini, Ferrari, McLaren, Lamborghini, Lamborghini, Ferrari, McLaren, Porsche. And um, it's it's like a toy store. It's crazy. You go in there, and it's awesome. And uh, they've been great. I bought a bunch of cars from those guys. And I walked in there and I was like, man, I want that. I want that. I want sure. that. And um, it motivated me. And I think I've been doing a lot of work on being happy. And uh, Lawrence who's getting uh, married. We, we do a lot of talking him and I on like kind of the idea of happiness. And um, I walked out of there motivated that I want one, but not unhappy with the fact that I don't have one. And I think that that's taken a lot of work for me. It's taken a lot of uh, self-work to know that be happy with where you're at, keep doing forward progress, and mm -hmm. you'll be there eventually. You know, mm -hmm. So um, shout out to those guys. But yeah, you want a dose of car motivation? <laughs> Stop by Chicago Motor Cars in West Chicago and take a peek at some of the cool stuff they have. Well, you know, if we had them as a sponsor, we could be showing <laughs> off all of their <laughs> all cars, cars as you're talking about it. So you I'll might want to reach have that out. conversation. Um, <laughs> buy a Lambo. Uh, we'll save you fifty bucks. <laughs> you know, it's a yeah. Hey, put in put in the uh, promo code wheelhouse, <laughs> and uh, your five hundred thousand dollar car will be four hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred fifty dollars. Every, <laughs> Every little bit does help when you're spending a half million bucks. Yep. Um, the other thing, um, and I'm going to touch on a question, and I'll touch on the last thing I, I wanted to give advice on. Somebody had made a comment. What do I do once I have a business plan? And I think he may have been kidding, but he might be half serious to, for Andy. This is a question that actually pops up a lot. I've had a couple people come to me who are trying to transition from a real estate company to us, or I've had a couple people say, hey, I want to open a real estate company and I have a business plan. And I've had a couple people say, I want to do my own law firm. I've been in a law firm and I hate working at law firms. I want to do my own thing. What do I do once I have a business plan? So this question's popped up for me a bunch of times. And I'm notorious for, I've had people who want to open real estate offices, law offices. I'll sit down with them and give them my entire blueprint because I think there's enough to go around. I'm of the mindset that I'm an open book. Nothing I have, um, I will ever hide as far as knowledge is concerned. That's why we're doing Wheelhouse. We don't want people, we don't want entrepreneurs hiding knowledge. We want them to Give sure. advice, share advice yeah. with other people. It's the idea of giver's gain. A business plan is great, but honestly, my first two businesses, I never had a business plan. I knew what I wanted to do, and I think the reason that I got relatively successful at them was I was a doer. You know, a lot of people will have thoughts in their head where, hey, like, I want to do this, and they'll put thoughts to paper. And then the next step of actually doing scares the living shit out of them. Mm -hmm. That leap from the idea to actually implementing that idea, I think is what probably cuts out 70% of entrepreneurs. I'm just throwing a random percentage out there. But I imagine a lot of people have great ideas and they have great thoughts of what they want to do. And I was listening to a clip with Gary V too and he had the same similar idea. And he said, where I think a lot of great ideas die is where people don't implement the action to create them and or, or to actually complete them because they're afraid and 
I always tell people make it, you know, if you have a business and you don't, if you have a family and you don't want to lose that income job that you have and you don't want to lose a safety net, that's fine. I can totally relate to that. Start doing whatever you want to do on the side. And if you fail, so what? Go back to, you know, doing what you were doing. And even if you quit doing what you were doing, as long as you have a skill set in what you were doing and you go out and you do this new thing and it fails, so what? You're not going to not find a right. job. Right. You know, it might suck for a while, you know, but nobody who's become successful has not failed. If you are not failing, you're not trying hard enough to be successful. And if you have a business plan, take it to somebody who's had a successful business and let them give you their honest evaluation on it. Right. I call my dad all the time. He's got an MBA. He's the guy I look up to as an entrepreneur and he's a guy that I bounce all my ideas off of. I can't tell you how many times I've given my dad an idea and he rips it to shreds and in a good way. Mm -hmm. But I needed that. Even as somebody who had good businesses, you know, he rips my stuff apart sometimes. And then when I take him something that he's like, oh, that could be good, you mm -hmm. know, and gives constructive advice, go to somebody you trust and say, hey, I'm trying to do this. Give me some advice. Mm -hmm. Once you've got that advice and you've kind of evolved your thoughts, just go with it. And it's, you and I are, we can maybe shout this out. It's going to happen pretty soon. We're going to be doing a, a little bit of a different show that's going to be a different venture for John and I. We're going to have, um, I guess I could say this too. We're going to have, no, I can't say it. Can't say uh, that much more about it. But uh, we have something coming. It's in the works. John's shaking his head. Don't say anything. Um, but it's in the works. And we had a meeting and we just said, we're going to run with it and it's going to evolve itself. Mm -hmm. You know, it and is. we'll figure it out. You know, we'll figure out what people want. My tech startups the same way. We ran with it. It wasn't what we thought it would be. It was a little more struggle and now we've evolved it and it's working. So right. if you have a business plan and you want to take that business plan and turn it into a business, you have to go and do that. You have to implement the action that creates the business. And then from there, it might go in a million different ways. And it's that whole idea of you jump as an entrepreneur, you're jumping off of a cliff and you're building your, or you're jumping out of a plane and you're building a parachute on the way down. Yeah. It's true. Yep. You got to jump and then figure all the rest of the shit on the way down and hopefully you figure it out before you crash. And if you crash, who cares? It's not like real life, you're not gonna die. You're just gonna have to hit the yeah. reset button. I've had it's, failed businesses, I it have is what to. it is. I have too, and doing, putting something into action, jumping out of the plane, so to speak, uh, you know, that, that's, that's how you find out you don't know what you don't know mm -hmm. until you do something, and that allows uh, things to present themselves and be like, oh, I never thought, I didn't consider this, I didn't consider that. There's been a lot, even just using this as an example, there's a ton of stuff that <clears throat> going into this I didn't think was, at first, you know, I just, there was a lot, I've learned a lot. Yeah, me too. And it's, you know, podcasts are very, very popular, and... We're trying to really uh, do something that, you know, you, you did a lot of radio uh, prior to coming on here and we're awesome at it. I've done a lot of production work, uh, but not in a studio setting. So we took our talents, put them together, threw around some ideas. But these last, I don't know, what, 26 months, let's say, there's been a lot weeks. of different things. Like, whoa, all right, what about this? What about that? Even just the look and feel and the cadence of the show and so on. Just don't think about that stuff until you get get in the shark tank, so to speak, and start swimming. It's like, holy crap! All right, we gotta do this. We gotta do that. Da 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 da. So, we get one percent better every show. You know, it, it it probably ten percent better every show. But <laughs> we um, 
it's like anything else, you know, you, like you said, you don't know what you don't know and you're going to learn a lot. And that's why I, I go back to go to somebody who may be able to give you constructive advice. And if you can go to somebody in the business that you're trying to start and sit down with them and get their input, that is going to be really valuable. I can't, I, I sat down with a, a gentleman who's looking to open his own real estate company. And I literally said, Hey, this is what I wouldn't do if I did it again. Mm -hmm. I did the real estate company of main street out of a little bit of a necessity. The situation forced me to do it fast mm -hmm. and I didn't have the ability to sit down and just data compile. I mean, it was like, we got to get it done. It's going to get done. I drove my application to Springfield with Jeff. It got done, mm -hmm. but I don't want people to make the same mistakes I made. So I'm happy to sit down with people and say, don't do these things, do these things mm -hmm. that might work better than what I did. And hopefully you'll get successful faster than I do. But find somebody who's willing to sit down with you and talk to you about that stuff. That's the path of least resistance. Get data compile a little bit. Meet with some people. Let them, right. you know, I've had people sit down with me and say, I want to do this with my law firm. I'm like, I don't think that's going to work because of the experiences that I've had. And I've probably saved them a fair amount of money and headaches by telling them, don't advertise there. Don't do this. You know, don't, you know, if you're a real estate agent, you know, Maybe Zillow's not a great idea for the first time person, you know, go to realtor, do this, whatever it may be, sit down with somebody who knows what they're doing. So with that being said, I agree wholeheartedly with you. Uh, but also I'm going to take this opportunity and I will post this. I, the whole show will be posted, but I'm going to post this segment. So for people that are out there who are watching uh, for the first time or are on again, off again, or we've got a lot of people who watch every single week. Thank you so much. Uh, we would love to hear from you what we can do to make the show better. Now, I know we did Great. get, uh, we got uh, a suggestion, a strong suggestion uh, about iTunes last week. And that's when I decided, you know what? I didn't want to hear it necessarily the way it was presented, but I thought the person is right. And we're going to take this little bit of a break. Uh, and in that break, I'm going to make sure that I can help move this forward by doing that so with that all being said that was long-winded uh but people that are out there especially people who watch on a regular basis tell us what we can do uh you know i mean naturally yeah get world known guests get elon musk on her but i mean realistic things that we can do because we do want to make it better but we want to make it better for you uh to have to have you look forward to wheelhouse on a regular basis tune in ask questions um present different ideas and so on and so forth. What can we do to make Wheelhouse better? Because that's our goal. We Don't say change the host. <laughs> Not happening. But no, that's, you know, I mean, we enjoy coming in and doing this. There's a lot of behind the scenes work. Uh, and we've been really lucky with the number of guests and with great stories to tell who have come in and sat here and in these chairs and told us their stories and offered advice, some great advice to aspiring entrepreneurs. Uh, but we want to hear from the audience members, please. Tell us what we can do to make it better. If there's ideas, suggestions, uh, whether it's, I don't know, I, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know what I don't know. So and, and, uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I love that. Give us suggestions. Tell us what we can do to make this better. I agree. The iTunes one, yeah. um, you know, was positioned. Great, but it's it's true. I mean, we get we have it to is. do it. It's uh, you know, I love people that will just tell you how it is, and uh, it was told how it was, and uh, I agree, <laughs> we need it. And um, 
give us guest suggestions too, going off sure. of what you just said. You know, if you know somebody who you think is influential, who could teach something to people, who you think would be great from the show, or who would benefit from the exposure of being on the show, let us know. We'd love yeah. to talk to them. We are always kind of, John mostly has, has done an incredible job of being on the lookout for great influential guests. And if you guys know great guests, give yeah. us a shout out. We'd Absolutely. love to talk to them. We'd love to get them on Wheelhouse. And uh, Maggie asked, uh, what is one thing you've both learned during the show? Ooh, mm. learned a lot of things during the show. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go first. Okay. Uh, you know, obviously, the John and I work really well together. You know, you, you got to have some, you got to learn to have synergy with somebody. And I think we learned each other's synergy probably after a, f a couple weeks. I've also learned, uh, you know, I guess, uh, touching on radio, doing this sort of thing. I've learned a lot from our guests. So setting that aside, I, I every week, and I, and I mean this wholeheartedly, I learn something from the people we have on the shows. Yeah, they, they motivate me, they inspire me, and I learn a lot from them. So I've learned a lot from the guests. So I won't say one thing because there's millions of them. But from the Running a Netcast podcast, I think, like you said, John, there's a lot of content out there. And when I was on radio, I had a very specific topic every week I had to talk about. And there's nothing wrong about that. Mm -mm. Um, you know, it was a very different um, mindset. You know, we're, we're teaching people stuff on that show about a specific subject, and it was real estate. Something I knew a lot about. What I've learned on this show is to be able to give people a platform to give their opinions and you know teach people stuff without constantly having to interject my opinion because this show is not about me giving my opinion. Today's show is a little bit about me giving some opinions <laughs> because it's just my me and you. Right. But being able to facilitate conversations and just almost moderate a good conversation for me took a little bit of getting used to. You know, I, you watch Joe Rogan do it, and, and I, I watch Joe a lot. I, I probably watch him and Ariel Hawani a lot. Tim Ferriss, I listened to a little bit, but I, I, some, I, I love listening to his show, but um, I don't listen to it as much to get better at what I'm doing. But I watched Joe be able to let people tell their story and play off of them. And I think I've learned to do that much, much better um, in the last, you know, 26 or seven weeks. Right. Absolutely. So for me, that was a big learning experience. Very good. Okay. Uh, my turn, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> she put you on the spot, Maggie. Good job. <laughs> Thanks, Mags. So going back to the synergy, like you were discussing, for in 2003, I, real quick backstory, I worked in the nightclub industry for a long time. And he was a go-go dancer. <laughs> I was. I was a go-go dancer who worked my way up to being a good go-go dancer. Uh, so I, I call that a stripper. A, <laughs> I was trying to avoid that. Uh, so I worked in the, in the nightclub industry. And I started out in the, in the burbs, wound up uh, running one of the biggest joints in the city. I was, a, I was on a team, a management team. It wasn't just me. And then I wound up over on Rush Street, met a lot of great people. But somewhere along the line, I woke up one morning, figuratively speaking, and thought, you know, uh, I'm getting a little too old for this. I, I don't want to be out all the time until 3, 4 in the morning. It, it's fun for a while. but So took the knowledge took my contacts uh, through special event marketing and such that I made and opened a, uh, a business in 2003. We're in 2018 now and it's still running, uh, still producing commercials, writing content, doing billboard work. Uh, so for all you companies out there, but 
I did a lot of that on my own as a somebody said it. I forget the I forget who it was that said it, but I love the term solopreneur. And what they said was, uh, you know, an entrepreneur who's a solopreneur really limits himself or herself and what they can achieve. And what I've really learned is working as a team with you over the last six months. Now, I know that you work with a lot of people uh, on a regular basis at your other office, but coming in here and we'll go out for lunch and we'll have conversations and bounce ideas and who's going to be responsible for what and holding each other accountable and so on and so forth. And I've learned a lot about teamwork uh, in the professional setting. You're good at what you're good at. I'm good at what I'm good at. But how can we take it and complement uh, those talents and do the best that we can so that we put out good quality content? Uh, and it's taken, there's, there are times where we don't necessarily see eye to eye. We don't butt heads. Mm -mm. But, you know, taking in of ideas and processing, and even as I may mention, the iTunes thing uh, last week, um, sometimes can be a little defensive. And so when it was first presented, and it wasn't, I don't want to overdo it. It wasn't like a big bad thing. It was just sort of surprising. Uh, but then once I processed it, it's like, okay, you know, and I think I've learned that from doing this with you, just that, well, what about this? And what about that? And look at it from this angle, look at it from that angle. And, and I know you coach a lot. And it, I think it's cool that you're coaching me at times without even realizing it. Cause I take stuff and I'll process it, process it, excuse me. Uh, and probably six months ago, eight months ago, I'd, I wouldn't have done that. So it, that's been a learning consciously or subconsciously or a little bit of both that this has really brought, uh, this whole process has brought to me and I hope to continue. Uh, I love that. And, uh, I've, I've had a blast working with you. I just, I said it, I said, this is one of my favorite things to, to do. Um, in my life right now is this netcast podcast. So hopefully it grows, mm -hmm. but I, I agree. You know, I, what I realized I was like you too, you know, and we'll go back to that iTunes thing. It wasn't that bad, but, um, no, no, no. The, the person who presented it to you does that to me all the time. And in, in like tough love fashion, but knowing that, and a couple of people do it. My dad does it to me all the time. You know, a lot of tough love, like, do you know, do this, do that. You shouldn't do this. And I realized that people who care about you doing better typically are very honest about their expectations and what they think you should do to better yourself. And, and a lot of times I used to not be good at taking that advice. And then I realized, you know what, these are, these are the people who probably care for me more than the people who just don't, they don't even care to give that sort of input, you know, like a lot of people just don't give a shit, right. you know, and, and then you have a certain amount of people who can literally be very honest with you because they want, they see something that they think is going to better your situation. Um, and I have a handful of people in my life that are like that and it, it's been awesome. So um, I'm excited to keep doing this and, and growing. It's like, it's crazy. I, we said uh, we're going to do this for a half hour. I think we're over an hour. Just me and you just yeah, chatting. It just, yeah, it just flew. Yeah, so great question, Maggie. My last tip before we go, because I actually had a one o'clock call that's texting me right now. <laughs> but um, last tip, um, time block, people. One thing I was terrible at, I was very, very bad at was, and I do a lot of things uh, every single day. And what I realize is I have to block my time to do certain things on certain days at certain times. If you are a person who's going to try to do 10 things within an hour for 10 different situations, you will suck at all 10 things. 
take that hour, two hours, that day, a half day. Like I block my days, you know, Wednesdays are typically only for wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. You know, I get here, I do wheelhouse, I leave wheelhouse. I'm studying our guests on wheelhouse. You know, Tuesdays I coach and train agents. A lot of other stuff pops in uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, but a lot of other stuff pops in. But I'm very much directed in that hour that I'm doing my work on whatever it is I'm doing. If I'm coaching a realtor, that realtor gets my undivided attention. So time block your stuff. Plan what you're gonna do the next day at least the night before. I put five things in my phone that I'm gonna get accomplished the next day and I cannot, I feel like a failure in that day. We talked about winning the week, but if I don't do those five things, I've lost that day and that irritates me. So I've made myself accountable to me to get those five things done. I might do a thousand things, but five big ticket things every night before I go to sleep in my notes on my phone, I update those five things. Um, and then if it takes less than five minutes to do, do it now. That's our good buddy, mm -hmm. Mark Cuban's quote. Yep. Doesn't know he's our good buddy, but we talk about <laughs> him tight. on the show. Um, <laughs> I watch him on Shark Tank, so I feel like he's my buddy. Um, and that is real, as simple of a concept as that is, it has changed the way I do everything in my life. Even last night, I had to get laundry done to go on this trip, and I was putting it off because I had to go laundry. get it, take it down you know, to my washing machine, put it in there. Right. And I'm like, it takes less than five minutes. Walk over there, get it, put it in there, Let's knock that off your list. Stop yeah. fucking around. Yeah. And I started to do that with everything in my life, whether it's a phone call I have to return, whether it's an email I have to send, whether it's I have to send somebody something. If it takes less than five minutes, I'm doing it right away if I have five minutes in that moment. Um, that's my last tip. I could go on and on and on. but <laughs> All right, so I am once again putting up the graphic for the event that I'm going to tonight. It's at the VIG Chicago, uh, 1500 block of North Wells in Old Town. And the event is named Herd. And if you go to thevigchicago.com and uh, click on the tab Herd at the top for tickets and info, use the promo code Wheelhouse. It'll save you $30 on your ticket. And like I said, you don't have to pocket it. You can if you want. That's fine. Uh, but you can use it to tip a little extra, or I think they're going to have silent auctions and such. Uh, so anyways, whether, whether it's full price, not full price, uh, just come out and support it, please. And uh, if you see me, uh, you know, say hello, and and you know, we'll have a conversation and a cocktail. Uh, you, sir, have a wonderful time in Thank Tahiti you. or Tahiti adjacent. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> um, again, congratulations, Lawrence. Uh, yeah. Happy to see that guy get married. Um, Jen's a great gal, and uh, she's got the most charming British man on her arm. So congratulations to them. I'm excited to celebrate and party with everybody out there. Very, very cool. Uh, so iTunes before Mo gets back. Uh, so within two weeks and two days and, uh, tomorrow, if you see a picture of a $50 bill, you know <laughs> that I held my partner accountable or a chase quick pay or a chase quick pay, whichever, uh, but we will see you in uh, two weeks, two days. We might do a couple live streams. We're actually going to try and I don't know if it's going to work. We'll try from Tahiti. We're going to we'll try, try to give you guys Tahiti. one from Tahiti. Yeah. Um, we'll see how my Wi-Fi is out there. Uh, my satellite phone obviously doesn't <laughs> have FaceTime. Satellite phone. It doesn't have FaceTime, <laughs> so I can't FaceTime you. But if my um, my phone works, I will do do a uh, quick uh, live chat, show you guys around the uh, cool over the water bungalow I have. Yes, we'll. I'll be jealous. I hey. have a. Uh, John said, we can't wait to see you relaxing in the sun, Moser. 
Um, <laughs> can't wait to see you there either, buddy. John, John's going to be there. He's a good buddy of Lawrence's, a uh, good buddy of mine. Yeah. I'm going to try to do it from a, <laughs> they're all chiming in. Everybody decided to ask questions in, uh, yeah, in the comment, like minutes. the last 30 seconds, Johnny <laughs> says, can I be on your show in Tahiti? Yeah, sure, buddy. I, uh, <laughs> I'll maybe do it. I have a waterproof uh, iPhone case. So maybe I'll just do it on a float while I'm floating around the bungalow in the lagoon just to make everybody feel really, bad. Really, dude? Really? <laughs> um, thanks, Tim. Tim said, enjoy your trip. But um, yeah, I'm excited. We'll try to FaceTime you guys from Tahiti. We'll try and FaceTime. We'll see what we can do. Uh, but if not, we will definitely be back two weeks, two days. And I think we're out. Yeah, we're out. See All you guys. Right. Bye. Bye. In three, two, one.